Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 49 of Coach Prep. Before we get into the topic today, which is going to be the discussion of skill versus athleticism and the role that both of those play in softball, let's talk about Cleat It Up FP. Cleat It Up is the communication tool you need to use for communication within your team, within your organization. It's a free app, and it will solve all your communication challenges. Second, we want to talk about our other sponsor, which is Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. And finally, let's talk about Patreon. We would love for you to be a patron. Coach Don and I have uh, reached out to our listeners and asked for all of you to help us if you can. There's three different levels. If you go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch, uh, that will all be explained to you. But we just are at a point now where we need to um, ask our listeners to help us financially because we want to keep growing what we're doing and keep improving everything fast pitch and coach prep. And there's costs that are involved with that that we just need some help. If, we, if you're in a position where you can sponsor us, uh, become a patron, uh, there's levels of reward for the different levels that you uh, jump in at, and we certainly need the help. So if you can, check us out at patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. So Don, skill versus athleticism. So we all know those kids that are just so ungodly athletic that it seems like everything is easy to them. Comes easy. They can, they've got balance. They've got strength. They've got leverage. They've got the tools. Yeah, God has blessed them. With the tools. With the natural ability, the God-given ability, a lot of us would just look at enviously, would look at really wishing that we had had some of those same natural attributes. And then there's skilled players. And one of the things that uh, I think is inherent in this discussion, that somehow when we say skilled, we mean non-athletes. Now, you can be an athletic player and be highly skilled too. That's when something really special happens. But oftentimes, I think when we talk about players that um, have success in this game uh, just because they work hard on their skills, a lot of times we're thinking about that kid that's a little bit less athletic, maybe you know a little bit slower, a little bit smaller, a little bit weaker. Right. And again, too, I think that uh, you know there's the whole spectrum. Right. Right. From one end to the other. And I know I've had the good fortune of coaching kids across that spectrum over the course of my career. And obviously it's exciting when you have a kid that's really naturally athletic, that has a lot of those God-given abilities, but it's also fun and in some ways even more rewarding or more encouraging when you have a player that doesn't have all the natural abilities, but just works really hard and makes themselves into a really talented player. But so I guess the first question is, from a coaching perspective, do we somehow, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, let our athletic players get away with things, maybe not work quite as hard, maybe not learn quite as much because they're so athletic that it doesn't seem like they need to invest themselves as much in those skills. 
Well, I think that's pretty tough, Tori. I know uh, it's frustrating from a, from a coaching standpoint to know what they are capable of if they would only work. And, you know, we always say if uh, so-and-so had the same work ethic as someone else right. that, that really does get it, sky's the limit. The light bulb goes off for each of them at some point, and part of the athletic kid that just gets it naturally is that if, if they're not working at it, there's going to come a time when, when the ones that are working at it are going to sneak right past them, and right. they're going to go, oh my gosh, right? Well, and I think that that's part of why I wanted us to talk about it, because I think it's somewhat human nature for coaches when you have that naturally talented player, that player that's just got the athletic ability, um, who can accomplish things to uh, in, in, almost like turn a blind eye to the fact that maybe they're not fundamentally sound, maybe they have some bad habits, maybe just because they are super fast, they get on base a lot, but their swing's not quite as good as somebody else, or they're Throw slapping a awkward. Yeah, their slapping they skills done. not quite as good. The kid who's got a cannon of an arm, but her mechanics are messed up. The ball comes out going 100 miles an hour, but nobody in the park has any idea where it's going. But we keep telling ourselves, yeah, but look at that cannon, instead yeah. of, oh my God, look at that cannon. I think it's a trap that we fall into sometimes with kids that are really athletic to let their athleticism rule the day instead of trying to encourage them or, or require them to work really hard on developing good habits, good skills, um, so that their athletic ability can really shine at its highest possible level. Well, hopefully they'll... Uh buy into the advice that they get from their coaches, right? Right. And, and start doing things mechanically sound. And um, then you've got the whole package. Right. And and that's great. Yeah. I was, Tori, when, when we were coaching, always excited, like you said, to watch the players that had that uh, go get it and drive and, and determination to excel. And when they do, it's just a wonderful, beautiful thing to, to watch them work. Right. Because you know they've earned it. Right. So I guess the first thing for our coach prep topic today is if we're lucky enough to have those kids that are really athletic, that we have to judge them and, and evaluate them with the same critical eye and the same goals as we would a kid who's less athletic. And in some cases, I think that, that we don't do that the way that we should. And I think that uh, if we're lucky enough to have that super athlete, that we're also then trying to make them a super softball player and a super skilled softball player so that mechanical things that they do, the fundamental things that they do are done correctly. And so then you have, as you said, the best of both worlds where you have a kid that's naturally gifted who's also technically strong. Those are the ones that are going to make it in the end. Right. Because eventually we're going to be playing against people just like us. Right. You know, Stan raised an interesting point because I think what happens for these athletic kids is sooner or later, the game kind of catches up to them. You, know, you alluded to it before. If I'm an amazing 12 and under player because I'm so fast that you know, as long as the ball's in fair territory, I'm going to beat it out most of the time. Yep. If I hit it on the ground, I'm going to be safe every time, and I'm so fast I can steal, steal second every time, and I'm so fast I can probably steal third every time. Eventually, for that player, when they move up to 14 and under or 16 and under or 18 and under or college, the players that they're playing against are also athletic enough that just the raw ability isn't enough to get by on. A while back, we talked about the greatest players ever. And when I think about my list of people that were on my all-time team, you know, I think about somebody like a Natasha Watley, who I think is the greatest shortstop that has ever lived, 
who is without a doubt one of the best athletes that's ever played softball, but also worked her tail off to become fundamentally sound and technically skilled enough that she could bunt for a hit, she could slap for a hit, she could hit a line drive up the middle, and she could hit the ball over the fence. Right. Ability to do all those things naturally was in her athleticism, but also in her... She had to refine it. Her, yeah, her technical skills and, and her ability. But then the greatest player ever, in my estimation, is Lisa Fernandez. And I think if you put Lisa Fernandez in a foot race with Natasha Watley, it's not close. You know, if you compare the pure natural athletic ability of the two of them, it's not close. But Lisa Fernandez was the work harder, work harder, work harder, make myself into something through the a great pure comparison. Yeah, the grit yeah. And, and determination of making myself into something. So for her, and, I, and I'm guessing if we had her on this podcast, she would be telling us all kinds of stories about how hard she worked and how dedicated she was and her dad you know, dragging her out in the street at uh, nine o'clock oh, at night, things. you know, throwing, you know, you know, pitches, you know, underhand for long toss and stuff like that. That's why she became the greatest player ever. And she's the perfect example of the kids who are on that other path. Not the right. fastest, not the biggest, not the strongest, not the whateverist, but they they develop the skills to the point where they become something extra special. No, I think that's a great comparison, Tori. And, uh, just excited that uh, that's out there for everybody right. that's willing to do the work. Yeah. Right? So, so for our coaches, here's for challenge number one. If you're lucky enough to coach a really talented player, don't let the fact that they just get on base all the time make you ignore the fact that there's things that she doesn't do well. You know, Perfect example. So she steals second every time because right now she's so fast, but her leadoff is jacked. There's times that the ball's in the catcher's glove and Not she still kidding. hasn't left first base. Yep. But she's still fast enough, and the competition is weak enough that she still makes it to second every time. We have to notice that and make sure that we work on her leadoff so that when she's stealing bases, she can get that really good aggressive jump and make sure that she's doing everything as technically correctly as possible. And working on the slides for those close right. ones, right? Yep. Instead of just letting her get away with being really fast but technically unskilled, Let's work on the leadoff and let's work on the slide. Let's work on the, you know, the evasive slides. You know, even though she might not need it at all this year, she might be safe every time still doing things incorrectly. Let's, you know, start to raise the bar a little bit and look at her as the same view that we would look at that less athletic kid who really needs to achieve a high skill level to be successful. And from a coaching standpoint, Tori, we've got to sell on her the advantage of her working on that stuff now and right. the importance of doing it now. Right. And and for some of those players, it might be on selling them on the idea, yes, you're having success now, but how, how much success do you want to have long-term? Is your goal just to be the uh, lead the nation in stolen bases and 10 and under softball? Or do you want to be the best base runner in the college, in world, the college series. world series? You know, do you Eight wanna, years from now. Yeah, do you yeah. want to be Natasha Watley? Or do you want to be the thousands of other players that are talented like she is that don't accomplish anywhere near what she does because you are not perfecting your skills? You're not working on those things. And I think that you know, for some players, you know, the idea of a, aspiring to that level of greatness is, a, is hard for them to wrap their heads around. But I think for us as coaches, especially when you're coaching young, talented players, who knows? We know for sure that Natasha Watley's coach, when she was playing eight and under coach pitch, looked at her and said, wow, she's going to be an Olympian. 
Or do we think she was laying in bed at night going, wow, I'm going to be the Olympic shortstop? Or did she just have some natural ability, some athletic ability, and her coach looked at her and said, hey, you know, you're pretty good, but you could be better. We can hey, do. Yeah, we you, you do could it. be better. And then just keep piling on the, well, you could be better, you could be better until you turn into something really special. You said Lisa Fernandez earlier. I think one of her, uh, one of her little mottos was never satisfied. Right. Right? No matter how good she got, she was never satisfied. Yeah. Always wanted what was next. And again, you know, and, and Lisa's a good example because you know, when you meet Lisa, she's a very impressive person when you talk to her. But if you're just walking down the street and you saw the Olympic softball team you would wonder who this person was and and, right. and you wouldn't there would be nothing about her that would make you go, Wow, I bet you she's great. Right. But then you go out there on the field and you go, Holy moly. She can get it done. You know? and, and again, so we're talking about somebody who, you know, just through the grit and determination of her work ethic was, in my estimation, I think the greatest softball pitcher that's ever lived. Good enough that she was the starting third baseman on the best Olympic team that there's ever been when she didn't pitch. And hit cleanup three or four. Yeah, yep. and hit cleanup. Yeah, with Stacy Newman on the team. Right. You know, I mean, kind of put that all into perspective. You know, she's on an Olympic team with the whole group that we've got on our all-time, you know, greatest players ever. And here's this she's player the, who's you know five foot five, five foot six, yep. doing all those things. So the second part of the argument is, coaches, if you're lucky enough to have somebody that's that blessed to be Natasha Watley like, hold them to a high standard so they fulfill their potential. Second part of it is, if you've got somebody that's the Lisa Fernandez type, who might not be the most impressive athlete, might not be the biggest, strongest kid in the huddle, that has that grit and that determination and that work ethic, then we've got to do everything we can to support that and push that and, and enable that to help her become the very best version of herself. And now, obviously, we're using two extreme examples. Everybody wishes they were Natasha Watley. Everybody wants to end up being Lisa Fernandez, but you never know who the next kid might be who has what it takes to become that. Absolutely. Whatever the cap is, right? right? Let's, a, let's achieve our, our cap or our, our maximum potential. Right. And, and you might not end up being the greatest player who ever played, but if that kid who is not very athletic but wants to work really hard can become the best player on her 10 and under team or a really good player on her high school team, or maybe gets to be a college player someday because when she was young, somebody encouraged her to, instead of, well, you're too small, or you're too slow, or you're too weak, or you're too whatever, encourage that kid to work really hard and to find out where the, where the, where the journey, yeah, where the journey yeah. was going to take them. And wherever that takes you, if whether you're that really athletic kid or you're the really unathletic kid, if you get to the peak of what you're truly capable of, then everybody should see that as a win. And you'll be satisfied. Tori, right. we, we talk all the time with, with young players about not being able to get to that point or when it ends, whenever it is, and, and to be looking back going, what if I would have been a little more dedicated? What if I would have done all those things that my coach has asked me to do? What if I would have? If you do them all and we make it to whatever level we make it, we're going to be satisfied and we're yep. going to be comfortable with uh, what we've achieved and what we've done along the way. But don't leave that, that what if as part of your thought process when everything does stop. Right. And, and some of that's on the player, but some of it's on us as coaches too. And that's sure. why I wanted us to talk we about know, it. We know. Right. Yeah. But, but I think, and one of the challenges is, I think for coaches, you know, we fall in love with that really talented kid. And it's real easy when, when that really talented kid it's comes in. Don, yeah. 
I know you need to get home. I know you've got other stuff going on, but I would really appreciate it if you could stay and work with me on my hitting today. Right. When it's that really athletic kid, it's real easy to say yes every single time because in my mind as a coach, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if this kid really does this every day, it's going to be amazing. Right. But sometimes it's a little bit human nature when it's somebody who doesn't have that same glitz to them, that same you know natural ability. Well, how about tomorrow? Well, could we sneak it in between classes? Well, you know, I'd like to stay today, but I can't. I've got to go home and paint the garage or whatever it Don't is. Don't ever discount that enthusiasm, huh? Right. And so um, so we have to make sure that, that we see the quote-unquote potential Lisa Fernandez in all those kids that might not be the super athletic kid that, that uh, we get to coach. And I think I if think we can... That's a great point. I have to admit, I know that there have been times that I've done that. I'm sure I have. Yeah. And, and, and at the time, you know, you just don't think about it. Somehow it's just human nature when you know, well, if I invest a little bit extra time in this player, it's going to be amazing. What's the point in spending extra time with this kid? It's, it's hard to think about it, but I, you know, and I would like to think I didn't do that. But in the 40 years now that I've been doing it, there's no doubt that at some point in time, I might've had that potential. I'm, I want to be Lisa Fernandez kid that I didn't come through for. But Tori, that's why we're sharing our stories, right? right? Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, be smarter than I was, yeah, and do both a better job than I did. So, coaches' skill or athleticism—they're both important. Don't underestimate either one, and don't underestimate your importance in helping each of these kids maximize their ability. If they want to work, you got to support it. If you want them to accomplish great things, you've got to hold all the kids to a standard. You got to hold them all to a level of expectation, and do everything you can to help all of them fulfill the potential that you see in them. Because you just never know. Right, you never know. If we do that, uh, there's going to be another Lisa Fernandez story out there. And we, we all have those of that kid that worked really hard that made themselves into something. But I think we all have potentially left one or two of those kids on the side of the road when they needed, needed to get picked up. Next time we'll get it. Uh, that's going to wrap up episode number 49 of Coach Prep. Please check out Cleat It Up FP check out Next Air, and please check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Uh, Coach Don and I would love your help. So that's going to wrap up number 49 for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis. This is Coach Tory in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Yeah.